All right. Uh, so we made it to week two. I uh, didn't get canceled after the first episode. Welcome in, everybody. This is the second episode of the Give Me the Points podcast. Tyler is out of pocket tonight. Uh, he's underground working in the mines. A real, you know, hard working blue collar man that he is, mm-hmm. as you guys could tell by that beard. Um, but I, uh, I, I brought in a co-host tonight. I found probably the only other person outside of Tyler who's uglier than me in this world. Hmm. It is uh, Dale from Punchlist MMA. How you doing, man? Good. When's when's that guy get here? When's the ugly guy get here? Yeah, right. Well, yeah, you're sitting right there. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad you could join us. For those of you that don't know, Dale is my brother. Oh gosh, uh, it's an unfortunate circumstance, Ugh. but it's something that I have to live with. Um, but yeah, so I'm just I, I'm excited about the feedback we got on the first episode. Yeah. I think it went well. Yeah, um, it seems to be that people enjoy it, and I appreciate you know the idea and the opportunity and the uh, the promotion that you Trey and uh, Punchlist are giving us. Here's what's fun about being a content creator, and not to get all meta about everything, but it's interesting that when you create something out of nothing, and then you obviously you account for your contribution to it, your friends, your family, but then you'll see outside contributors coming in or outside parties enjoying the content that you're making. And you're always like, Oh man, I can't believe somebody, I can't believe somebody else out there is enjoying what I'm doing is paying attention to what I have to say about something. That's all that always tripped me out every time I've I've ever done a podcast or anything, created any sort of content. Whenever somebody else enjoys it at any point in time, uh, it's always, always a trip to me. So it's, it's very interesting. Yeah. And Plus side, um, unlike your co-host last night, uh, let's see, I can jump a car, I can change a tire, and you know what? I can actually change my own oil, too, which I bet Trey's never done. And if I'm not mistaken, did he say he drives a truck? He does drive a truck, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. And, and again, I... Saving grace, right? Because um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pile on them for the sake of piling on them. If you've never had a need for something, then you don't learn how to do it. Okay. So if you've never needed to jump your car, if you've never needed to change your own tire, uh, depending on your situation, you, you don't know what you don't know. So, do I believe that that's one of the essential manly skills that you should have? Absolutely, and I told him as much. But I also can't fault him so much either. So. Yeah, I just I feel like changing a tire. It's pretty self-explanatory. I think he could. He's a smart guy. Yeah, I mean he's j- jacked the car up, and it's I mean there's there's things that hold the tire on that have to come off for the tire to come off. I'm sure he could get it. I'm sure he could get it. I have I have no doubt. When push comes to shove, I, I believe that he could get it done. Yeah, I yeah maybe we'll see. I don't know, but uh, I you know I said that I was going to wear a different jersey every single week. Yeah, I know that we're starting with the NFL, but I. Kobe tonight. Um, I had to do it. Birthday was a couple days ago. Yesterday was 824. Uh, for those of you that know me, and I'm pretty sure Dale as well, Kobe Bryant is responsible for our love of sports in general. Uh, just the the mentality, you know, the, the Mamba mentality is yeah. is something that I strive in all of and everything I do in life. Oh. Um, so yeah, I just you gotta you gotta pay Pay respects to the greats. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I, definitely one of the more influential athletes, if you will, that that I've that I've ever encountered and paid attention to. Um, 
I don't I don't have anything really negative to say about him. Some people do, but probably I will say this, and I'll leave it at that so we can keep it moving and get get into some of these other plays that you have. Um, the only celebrity slash athlete death that I actually was like, oh man, that sucks. Like that 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 one stung a little bit. Everybody else I could kind of take or leave, but that one I was like, man, this this sucks. So I remember sitting on the couch when it happened, and um, my buddy texted me and said, there's no way this is real. And my wife and I were sitting on the couch together, and I, I cried, man. I did, and it wasn't because of the death of a sports figure. You know what I mean? It was more of, you know, what happened, who he was with, the poor little girls that were involved in that helicopter crash. Sure, sure. It's terrible, and, and as a father uh, with a daughter, you as well, a father with a daughter, putting yourself in that shoes. What do you say to her? You know what I mean? It's just a terrible situation. Um, but yeah, it's I had to I had to put the jersey on. This is his week, uh, birthday and eight twenty four day. So yeah, uh, let's uh, get away from the sad talk. No sure, more yeah. Sad talk. <laughs> no more sad talk. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Not like bringing me down to earth at nine thirty on a Wednesday. Got to keep me humble, yeah. man. I appreciate that. Thank you. What do you What do you got? Uh, so I want to cover – there's a couple college football lines because there is college football this Saturday. Um, and then we also have a couple NFL things that have happened in the past couple days that I'd like to touch on. Um, okay. You start with the college football lines. Sure. Yeah. First line is Nebraska at Illinois. Illinois at plus 7.5. The over-under in this game is sitting at 54.5. And I want to start with this game because of the name of the podcast. Give me the points. Give me the points in this game. Give me Illinois plus seven and a half at home. I'm not a Scott Frost guy. This is year four at Nebraska, and it just hasn't worked out. It, it's as simple as that. They have sanctions coming down. Normally, really good teams and really good coaches can put all the outside noise aside and perform on the field. I don't see a really good team in Nebraska. I don't see a really good coach in Scott Frost. Illinois smacked them last year, 41-23. Uh, I think they were a 17-point dog when they did so. I'm not taking Illinois money line, plus 7.5, um, you know, a touchdown plus. So if it goes to overtime, unless it goes to a triple overtime, you're covering. Um, I like Illinois in this game. Illinois is returning a bunch of starters, I think 18 or 19 starters this year on a pretty good defense and a team that's rising versus a team in Nebraska, which I think is sinking. Um, Adrian Martinez is Nebraska's quarterback. Yeah, he's dual threat, but he's super inconsistent down the field. And although he had he has like 23 or 24 rushing touchdowns, I think he's got mid-30s fumbles for a quarterback. That's like Blake Bortles numbers. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah it's bad. You, if you're going to run the ball as a quarterback, you can't fumble. You can't right. turn the ball over because if you're a dual threat quarterback, fumbles are just, you know, they, they weigh just as much as interceptions. Um, so, yeah, I like Illinois plus the points in this game. I think the I think the total, the 54 and a half is right about on point. I think it's supposed to rain during this game. I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois won. Um, but, yeah, I'm taking Illinois plus seven and a half. I'll say – 28 24 Nebraska. That's generous. It's very generous. Um, because I lumped Nebraska into 
the category of like a Texas or a Tennessee where it's almost like the football programs of yesteryear that used to be very good, used to be very relevant, and people always feel like they're one season away from recapturing Magic. They're, they still uh, hold so much weight. Right. They're a couple recruits away. They're a couple quality wins away. They're a couple rivalry wins, and they're back, right? So yeah. Scott Frost signs in Nebraska. They're like, all right, we got to give them a year. And then year two, it was like, oh, we won some important games, but our record wasn't good. And then year three, it's like, we're just not putting all the pieces together. We can't stay healthy. And then, like you said, this is year four. This is make or break. I just have not seen anything in his tenure there. This would be, you know, year four. So all of his guys are there now. It's the, you have nobody to blame but yourself when it comes to this. You, you've got a brand new, uh, a brand new slate, really, because like I said, it's all your guys at this point. It's up to you to do something with it from a historic perspective. Historically speaking, I can't lay points with Nebraska until I see until I see a reason to do so. And like to your to your point, uh, one of the things of note here is that Illinois is returning a ton of starters. Um, one of the things I pay attention to in this game is if that line stays, I mean, seven and a half, take it now because, like you said, you get the touchdown. Uh, but weather is a huge factor for both of these teams. We're playing outside. Uh, if we've got a rainy day or if we've got a windy day, play that under because it's, yeah. you know, we're talking about first week jitters. Um, a lot of people want to think, oh, that means the defense is going to make the mistakes. But one of the things you have to consider is it means the offenses aren't going to be polished yet. They're not going to be clicking. And Nebraska has struggled offensively for the last few years. And if they're not going out and they're not in sync and the weather's bad, not a lot of points going to be getting played or getting you know, going up on the board here. I take, the, if it's me, I take the under, which betting the under is awful. Uh, nobody really likes betting an under, but I see but this game. And I think betting the, under, betting the under is not fun, but it's profitable. It is profitable. You know right. why? Because the public hits the over. Favorites and overs are the easiest thing to bet in sports. Uh, overs are fun to cheer for. Favorites, they're easy to convince yourself why this team's going to win by so many points. Sure. But yeah. dogs and unders, they're profitable. They really are. Um, and this line's actually moved half a point. It was seven. Um, so I love the fact that I don't have to buy the half point because that would have been my original play. If it was seven, I would have bought it the seven and a half. Yeah. You guys will you guys will come to know that I like buying half points. I think they make a difference, especially at a at a at a pivotal line like three or seven or thirteen or fourteen or ten. Yes. So eight, nine, okay. Those aren't, you know, very common margins of victory. But, you know, um, 3, 7, 10, 13, 14, 20, 21, stuff like that, I like buying the extra point or extra half a point. Yeah. So, yeah, especially at the touchdown mark, Illinois plus seven and a half, first play of the year. Yeah, good rule of thumb, whether you're a novice better or you're a veteran, and if you're a veteran, you shouldn't have to be told this, you always want to bet and tease through the touchdown or the field goal. Give yourself the opportunity to win, to win your wager. Uh, don't be greedy. All right. Okay. UConn at Fresno State. Mm. Fresno minus 27 and a half. The over-under sitting at 62 and a half. This is the opposite. Don't give me the points. I am not – I'm not going to lay the points. I'm taking Fresno's team total over 44 points. And my reason why UConn sat out last year. They didn't play. They, they decided they were going to sit out the 2020 season. So all we have to judge UConn off of is their 2019 season, 
where their defense gave up 41 a game. That's really, I mean, UConn is notoriously a bad football program. It just, it is what it is. 41 a game, their defense gave up. Um, the, they're like five starters. They lost due to transfers and graduation. Um, they have six kids coming in that have never played a snap in college football that are playing on their defense this year. That's a big deal. These are this kid's first game on the road at Fresno, who, mind you, had the best passing offense in the Mountain West last year. Um, that's better than Boise. That's better than Nevada. Um, that's better than San Jose State. So there are decent teams in the Mountain West. This isn't, you know, the, yeah, they're not a Power Five school, but the Mountain West is no joke. They 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 put out good programs. Um, so Fresno, I they averaged, I think, over their last six games last year, like 38 points a game against much better defenses than UConn. Uh, I think Fresno comes out. I think it's an air raid offense this week, and I think they can put up 44 or more against UConn. Yeah, one of the outdated pieces of information that I've heard a I heard a long time ago um, on a on a separate podcast where they had a handicapper on, and again, this is outdated information. And it was there was he was speaking in reference to NFL uh, and the NFL season at the time. But when when he was talking and breaking down games, he was saying as of I think this was 2019, um, teams that traveled two or more time zones for an away game won less than 30 percent of the time. And I, I just remember thinking in my head, wow, that's such an interesting stat with the time zones and just being, you know, the adjustment and stuff like that. And again, outdated information. It's now three years old at this point, and it was only relevant for that. But it still makes me wonder when it comes to the student athlete and their body and traveling across country and then playing, especially now what we're going to have to contend with is the COVID era season. And you're going, you're going from Connecticut um, which is essentially, you know, uh, I don't want to say it's very COVID conscious. I'll just put it that way. And then you're going to California, which is COVID communism. So I'm <laughs> honestly surprised that these kids aren't going to have to play with their masks on underneath their helmets, which if somebody tells Gavin Newsom that they're going to do so, he might just show up and make everybody put their masks on. That being said, going from Yukon traveling across the country uh, going from Connecticut to Fresno and having to play after not having gotten real real speed snaps in well over a year. Um, I, I love Fresno to hang a number on on UConn. Uh, 62 is interesting for me because I don't anticipate UConn scoring a lot, but I know Fresno is going to put a point put some points up. This is one where I could see a garbage time cover or a, a garbage time over get hit just because, you know, they got the third or the second stringers in and UConn decides to, to get, you know, get freaky with a long ball with, you know, three or four minutes left. Yeah. And th that's why I'm staying away from this over. You would think, Oh, if you're taking Fresno's team total over, why not just bet the game over in case Fresno only hangs 43 and sure. UConn puts up 21. Sure. Then I'm I'm relying on UConn to score points, and I'm yeah. not going to do that. Yeah, I I, I'm not going to rely on UConn to. No, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to take the one team, Fresno over 44. Um, speaking of Gavin's, real quick, Gavin Weir. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him or who he is. Mm -mm. This kid pitches for South Dakota in the Little League World Series. He just threw a no no tonight. Ooh, Full game no no. It's I think the fourth in Little League World Series history. 
in his last 135 batters faced in his last eight games, guess how many hits he's given up? You're bringing it to my attention, so it's got to be a stupidly low number. And I'm going to go – I'll go eight. One. Oh, wow. wow. One hit in his last eight games, 135 batters. I'll give you how many strikeouts in those 135 batters. Oh, gosh, man. It's got to be – Oh, give me 69. 114. Oh, that's a lot, man. Golly. <laughs> really good. That's, that's he an struck out 114 of his last 135. That's I an mean, efficient little kid. We're not, we're not betting on Little League World Series here. But yeah. I just had to mention it when you bring up that you bring up the name Gavin. Unbelievable, man. That's just there's a video out there if you guys want to look it up. There's a video of him side by side with Chris Sale. Um, you know, a very good left-handed pitcher of our yeah. generation. His delivery is, I mean, it's it's eerie how close his delivery is to Chris Sale. But yeah, crazy. The kid's unbelievable. Yeah, but through a no-no tonight, any he, he was a part of a uh of a combined no hitter on Friday. Uh, so yeah, it's just wild, man. That's a crazy stat for that kid. Unbelievable. The only thing I've seen from the little league world series so far is that screenshot of the kid that said he had a crush on his teacher. <laughs> what's up, Miss Davis. Yeah. What's up, Miss Davis. I was like, <laughs> shoot your shot, yeah. King. Shoot your yeah, shot. Absolutely. But yeah, back to stuff that we actually can gamble on as adults. Yeah. Uh, next game, Hawaii at UCLA. UCLA coming in a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under sitting at 68-and-a-half. Um, when you think Hawaii, you think points. Not anymore. Not anymore. Todd Graham's the head coach. Todd Graham came in last year. Uh, defense was actually much better than the offense. And I'm taking the under here. I like under 68-and-a-half. I think this game actually scores in the 50s. Okay. Um, I really like Hawaii's defense to keep UCLA contained for a little bit. Um, I do think UCLA wins this game, and I think they probably win it in convincing fashion. But the 17 and a half, that screams a backdoor cover to me. Um, but yeah, I like the under 68 and a half here. This is probably my least confident of the three. Um, but Hawaii's always a fun game to watch the, uh, the, the opener. I think they won as a big dog last year or the year year prior year prior they were a big dog opening week um and they came out and shocked the world and won they're they're a fun team to watch the jerseys are always cool i wish it was in hawaii because then it'd be like a midnight game and i'm working nights this week so that would have been cool to watch um but yeah hawaii ucla take under 68 and a half here not i'm born I don't want to be Debbie Downer, but one of the things we're going to have to contend with this year is these protocols that are going to come into place. And Hawaii is like an American version of Australia at this point when it comes to how precautious they're being. Like, I mean, they're not shooting dogs yet, but they're it's Hawaii's playing no games when it comes when it comes to COVID. And again, you're going from there to California. Um, I need to I need to make sure this game's actually going to happen. This is going to be one that I need to. I'm waiting. I know, unfortunately, with with college football, you want to try to get your plays in as soon as you can. Um, that's mm-hmm. usually when you can get the best line before before the smart money comes in and starts moving things around too much. If I'm interested in playing this game, I'm not playing it until like 20 minutes before kickoff, if I'm being dead honest with you. I need to make sure it's going to happen first. With that being said, 68 and a half is a ton for the first week. I'd play mm-hmm. under. 
Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, so even hitting the under here, if someone were, you know, say a starting quarterback were to be held out, uh, which is actually what happened to Hawaii two years ago, their starting quarterback was a, it was a late scratch and the backup came in and won the game. But um, yeah, if, if somebody of importance is held out, that helps the under even more. Sure. Um, which is really going to make me lean unders. Not a lot this year, but it's 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 going to be in the back of my mind with COVID. I'm going to be playing a lot of plays later in the week than I normally do. Normally, I try to get on them as fast as I can, um, try to get that line as soon as I see it. But th- unfortunately, bankroll management in a season like this one's going to be key because there's going to be scratches, because there's going to be protocol plays you're going to have to play later in the week. So that's something we're going to have to learn as we go. Um, so yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting challenge, but one, I think that you're up for. Okay. And my season long bet for college this year, I love Sam Howe. I love North Carolina's offense. Uh, Sam Howe for Heisman at plus 1800, man. I think that he's, he is the perennial number one pick next year. Um, barring just absolutely blowing up or getting hurt. Sam Howes, he is an NFL-ready quarterback. Um, plus 1,800, I love those odds. I think the big Senko from Clemson is the biggest favorite at plus 600, along with Spencer Rattler, the quarterback from Oklahoma. Yeah, I think he's plus 600 as well. And then you've got JT Daniels from my dogs. Uh, he's like plus 12. Um, but George is not. Georgia's not going to pass the ball enough. It's Kirby Smart. They're going to run the ball. It's just what it's what Georgia does. They are RBU. Um, yeah, Sam Howe plus eighteen hundred. I think he needs forty-one touchdowns to become ACC's all-time leading passer in touchdowns. He's thrown for over thirty both years. Um, and if they his so his Heisman campaign will rely on the fact if they, if they can win the ACC. Yes. And they're competing against Miami, which Derek King, um, I know one of the viewers in here. Um, so one of the one of the guys in here just said, JT will be out of the Heisman told by week eight. Yeah, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. You're a Florida fan, so your opinion really doesn't matter. But, yeah, I agree with it. Um, and so – Sam Howe, back to Sam Howe. They're competing with Miami with the Eric King, who I think is another Heisman sleeper, um, dual threat guy, really poised. And then obviously Clemson. So they need to beat Miami and Clemson. And if they can somehow win the ACC and Sam Howe goes out and what I expect throws, you know, mid 40 touchdowns and keeps his interceptions down again, um, he completes the ball like 70 or 71%, which is phenomenal. I really like his chances of winning the Heisman this year. So at plus 1,800, Give me, in my opinion, the most NFL-ready quarterback in college football, and let's watch North Carolina's offense. So much fun to watch, and I, I don't. It was last year, and I don't think it's going to be any less fun this year. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I mean, my 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 preseason pick for Heisman was Spencer Rattler, just because name alone. I mean, oh, he's just, fantastic. Just he's fun it, to watch. He's fun. He's fun to watch. He's a great player, and you know, he's got a name that's just built for for football, mm-hmm. which I love. Uh, but I, I, I really like the Sam Howell play it, mostly for the, for the reason that you're talking about, he is probably the most NFL ready uh, of the lot and the accuracy in the, 
the way he can manage and protect the ball, but also make plays uh, really sets him apart. But I, I agree with you. He's they're going to have to win the ACC in order for him to, even if he has a fantastic performance against Clemson and they lose, like you know the ACC, it's it he's still not going to get it. He's going to have to put up either vi- undeniable video game numbers or they have to win the ACC. And yeah. I, I think he probably still needs both. I still think he need, he probably needs video game numbers and to win the ACC. Yeah, and so that's that's. This is considered week zero hmm. in college football. I mean, it's not technically week one. Now, week one is going to be – dude, week one is loaded with top 25 matchups. Um, luckily, I'll be in South Carolina so we can watch week one together. Yeah. Um, but you're looking – let's see. I'm going to scroll through this here. Uh, Penn State, Wisconsin, great Big Ten matchup. Probably going to sure. bet the under on that. I mean, 100%. it's Big Ten football. It's Penn State, Wisconsin. What's the total on that, like 37? I haven't looked yet. I haven't okay. looked yet, but okay. yeah, I'm probably going to lean the under on that one. Um, Alabama, Miami at Miami. That's going to be a big game. Um, Bama Georgia, 20 point favorite. Uh, 18 and a half. It's a good guess. Uh, Indiana, Iowa, another top 25 big 10 matchup. And Louisiana, um, the raging Cajuns versus Texas at Texas. Uh, and then the game of the week. Um, 7.30, Georgia-Clemson, baby. What a way to start the freaking year, a top-five mm. matchup. Two teams that, if you bet them to make the playoffs, I think they're I – mean, Clemson's obviously minus money. I think Georgia's at like a plus 130 to make the playoffs only because they play in the SEC and they're going to have to go through Bama. Um, but, yeah, Georgia-Clemson, week one. Um, I would smart just- better show up this year, man. Kirby better show up. I would go so far as to say that game is of no consequence to the loser because it's, it's so early. It's so early that as long as they put together a quality season, they're going to go, well, they do have that loss insert team. Um, but the, that was, that was week zero. That was week one. And we've seen the mistakes be made early and the adjustments have been had that, that game, it will be of little to no consequence to either one. I, I honestly think it probably, I don't know who it's gonna hurt Clemson more. more than it hurts Georgia. I was gonna say it's gonna hurt Clemson yeah. if they lose more than it's gonna hurt Georgia. For sure. Because if, if Georgia loses to Clemson but wins the SEC and beats Bama in the SEC championship and beats Florida in the regular season, um it will it will affect Clemson a lot more than it affects Georgia. Clemson's at a minus two right now. Um we have a comment that says any receivers in the mix this year. No. Last year was an outlier. Um I don't I know I it a quarterback's winning it this year for the Heisman um but yeah so yeah it, it's bigger consequence for Clemson I do believe that because like I said yeah Bama's gonna have or Georgia's gonna have Bama at the end of the year um and that game whoever wins the SEC gets into the playoffs sure. it's, it's a fact I mean it's not gonna change um even if Georgia's a two-loss team if they go beat Bama and win the SEC they're going to have the argument. You can't – they're not going to put Bama in at one loss and not Georgia at a two-loss team. Georgia would get in, get in at the four and Bama get in at the three or something like that. So, yeah, their game is Alabama, and it, it is every year. You win the SEC, you get in. Yeah. All right. What else you got, man? Um, NFL, some stuff happened. Um, those of you that listened week one for our, you know, our first episode, 
We said play Jalen Hurts over 575 and a half rushing yards. It's gone up. Yeah. It's up 50 yards in what we recorded Saturday. Today's Wednesday. So it's up 50 yards in five days. You think, oh, yeah, 50 yards isn't a lot. 50 yards is a lot when it's a quarterback rushing total. Correct. I mean, that's huge. It's what once it's 8%. So his his uh, his total went up eight percent. That's a big jump. Um, so yeah, I hope you got in Jalen Hurts at five seventy five and a half for the rushing. It's now at six twenty five and a half. But some some uh, week one starters were announced today. Okay. Um, Teddy Bridgewater has been announced as the Broncos starting quarterback. I think it's a safe play. Uh, Vic Fangio's on the hot seat. I think the safe play is Teddy Bridgewater. Over the gunslinger, Drew Locke. Drew Locke turns the ball over a lot. But why this has relevance as far as a betting standpoint goes is um, it affects the receivers Hmm. in Denver. Uh, Cortland Sutton, K.J. Hamler, Noah Fant. I think it affects their totals. I'll have to look at their totals again. um, But Teddy Bridgewater is not a big downfield threat. Uh, I do think this helps the run game a lot. Uh, we'll see if Melvin Gordon can get healthy. Right. Um, but, yeah, I would look at their totals and maybe take a play on Cortland Sutton's under, it, depending what it is, because he is coming off the ACL surgery, so it's probably lower than expected because he is coming back injured. But I don't know how I feel about Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. Drew Locke's more exciting to watch because it's either a 50-yard bomb or an interception. Um, but I think it's a smart play for the Broncos as far as just making the safe play. Well, from a coaching perspective, he's looking at he's got to have at least an eight or a nine win season here or he's gone. Right. And uh, they're sitting at eight and a half as their, as their win total. That's their so, right. So uh, he's get, he ha- we're looking at a, at, a, at a must, at least nine wins um, or – even then, I think they, they, we might see some reevaluation with the coaching staff in Denver. One thing that Denver has continued to show is that they, they are not happy at being mediocre. They they expect – it is a franchise that does have high expectations, uh, and they won't stay mediocre for long, and they've been there for too long to remain comfortable. I don't necessarily know that they're uh, putting their team in the best position to win ball games. However, I do agree with the assessment, you know – Drew Locke is a little too loosey-goosey with the ball. Uh, he needs to get better at protecting things. But there is something very exciting about just letting that thing sling, man. And uh, you're going to see an interesting dichotomy unfold this season as the Denver faithful want to see Ws, but they also want to be entertained, mm-hmm. whereas the coaching staff is fighting for their life, metaphorically speaking. But they also... Um, have to show that they they can do more than just survive. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I think Teddy's a safe play. I don't necessarily know how long he's going to have that spot. Um, he has shown himself to be a little bit erratic when it comes to consistency, and he's got to stay healthy too. Uh, mm-hmm. If he if he's if if the line can't protect him and he's getting touched a lot, we're going to see Drew Locke a lot sooner than probably anticipated. Um, but it's going to be an interesting season for the for the Bronco faithful, that's for sure. Yeah, and Teddy Two Gloves, he makes a lot of sense for the the defensive side of the ball as well because their defense top ten defense, very good defense. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good defense. 
And Teddy Bridgewater is going to turn the ball over a lot less than Drew Locke. So they can win some low-scoring games with Teddy Bridgewater. But my thing is, if he couldn't perform in an offensive system in Carolina with Moore and Anderson and this guy, Christian McCaffrey, who, yes, got hurt, but was replaced by Mike Davis, who did a pretty damn good job in his spot. If he can't produce in that offense – um, and Curtis Samuel, what, what makes me think that he's going to produce with a wide receiver, number one wide receiver coming off a gruesome knee injury, um, KJ Hamler, who really hasn't, you know, really hasn't proved himself yet. Bia, he is young. It's only his second year in the league. Um, but no fan, no fan should have a good year. No fan will, 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 you know, he'll feast with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback. Um, Nick Unati commented, he said, Drew Locke slinging pigskins or rap lyrics is always a show. Yes. Without Drew Locke in the game, we're not going to see Drew Locke spitting Jeezy lyrics on the sideline, which is hilarious. I agree. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah. And then the other starter that was named this week is what we all expected, Trevor Lawrence. Sure. Trevor Lawrence is officially the week one starter in Jacksonville. Good news for Gardner Minshew. He can now take a shit because he said that he hasn't pooped in weeks because number two is not an option to him. Well, buddy, you're number two, so you can poop now. Yeah. Um, I this this leads me to Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones and Trevor Lawrence have already built a connection. And Marvin mm-hmm. Jones has been nothing but consistent in his time in Detroit. Um, you know, eight, nine touchdowns almost every single year. Uh 800, 900. He had a thousand yard season. Uh, in his last five seasons, I think he's only had one season under 800 yards. He's sitting at 800 and a half. Yeah. Uh, so I like Marvin Jones's over for receiving this year because DJ Chark and Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, reading reports haven't built a chemistry the way that uh, Marvin Jones has. LaVisca Chenault's going to get his, especially with another Jacksonville news uh, ETN out for the season. Yeah. I saw that. Sucks. That's brutal. And that, that's a, that's an injury that running backs are never the same from. We had the Linz Frank or Linz Frank. Yeah, or whatever they exactly. yeah, we might never know what ETN was capable of. Right. Did he did sign? That, did he sign his deal yet? Did he make a little money though? Yeah. Yeah. He okay. made some money. All right. Um, so J Rob back in the mix, James Robinson, number one back again, that, you know, ups his value tremendously in fantasy. Sure. Um, they signed Carlos Hyde. So they have a formidable backup, but LaVisca Chenault's going to get some carries now as well. Um, he's a, you know, an all talent kind of guy, but yeah, Marvin Jones over 800 and a half. I like that play. Um, I think that he catches in the 900 to 1,000 yard range because Jacksonville's going to be down. They're going to have to throw the ball. Their defense isn't good enough to keep games close. Yeah. Marvin's always a sneaky late round, if you're into fantasy, like a, a sneaky late round pickup. I've, I've always had good luck in several different leagues getting Marvin later on in the draft, and he consistently produces. I throw him in the flex position, and he can either – completely make your week or throw up a dud um i feel i feel excited about the the prospect of what he brings to the table in jacksonville this year it'll be interesting to see how it plays out it's good to know that he's already establishing some some chemistry with with trevor lawrence you know uh he's gonna need he's gonna need that sooner rather than later with with all of his people i read a thing the other day that trevor lawrence's first real first name is actually william it's not Trevor. Didn't know that. So somebody said, um, 
really makes – I forget who it was. I'm stealing somebody's tweet here, and I can't remember who it was. Um, William is, is actually William Trevor Lawrence. So the fact that we don't we can't call him Billy Larry is very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 really, I, really, I really need to see Billy Larry put up some big numbers this year. I feel – I feel like I should have known that. Maybe it was wrong. I mean, again, no, it was, it's it's the depths of Twitter in the middle of the yeah. day. You know, I mean, there's nothing worse than than NFL Twitter, like on a slow Monday at work, scrolling while you're at the office. So maybe, mm-hmm. was, yeah, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong. So what else you got this week, man? Let's. Let, what else do you want to? No, that, that, see, that kind of bothers me. The fact <laughs> that you knew his first name was William, but. If I, you know, if I recall correctly, we had a discussion about probably, you know, the most famous athlete of our generation as far as American sports go, a guy who goes by the name of Tiger. <clears throat> yeah. Somebody, somebody didn't know his real name was Eldrick. I really, I, I legit thought his name was Tiger. <laughs> yeah. So, um, not that Wikipedia is the the, the end all be all here, but Trevor Lawrence's Wikipedia page: William Trevor Lawrence, born October wow. 6, nineteen ninety nine. All so. right, Billy. There's that, and I also didn't. I did not know about Eldridge. I didn't know. Yeah. That. Okay. All right. So yeah, there's that. Um, but, so okay. William, well, we're, we're on that topic then. Do you know what Dale Earnhardt's real name is? Oh, I do. <clears throat> Damn it! I should know this based off of who our mother is. Yeah, both both Dale and uh, Dale Senior and Dale Junior actually have a different first name. Go ahead, Ralph. Ra- yes, I knew that. I knew that. And Steph Curry's first name is actually Wardell. He's actually he's actually Wardell Curry, this uh, third I think. Something his like dad's that. A, his dad's a second. So yeah, his dad was Dell Curry. First name was actually Wardell. Right. I had an eight year old today think Tiger was a bowler. Oh, that's yep, a bowler. Well, I mean, at this point, it's probably going to be it, it, that's probably <laughs> what's next for him, considering he can't walk. So you know, um, maybe a NASCAR driver. No, nah, he wouldn't Man. be very good at that either. He wouldn't be able to. He wouldn't be able to operate the pedals. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a different, different kind of feel. Different kind of feel for Tiger these days. No. You know, dude. You you know what I need though? Oh man, you know what I I need a I need a meme. You know, like when a dog breaks its back and they put it like in the little the little mini wheelchair. Yes. I need a tiger in one of those little mini <laughs> wheelchairs. <laughs> that's that's what I need. Where he's and dragging you- his legs behind him on the little wheelchair. It- we need to Photoshop the last interview he did before that wreck where his eyes are bloodshot and his pupils are this freaking big. Yeah. I mean, we have, we need, we got to Photoshop that on. So everybody knows the context of the fact yeah, that he was, you know, he was probably pinned out of his mind. Uh, chat says I changed my name too. If it was Ralph, Ralph is one of the most alpha names I can possibly imagine. I'll actually, I'll do you one better there, Brian. I would change my name from Dale to Ralph if given the opportunity, as opposed to going from a Ralph to a Dale. Yeah, I'd change my name if it was Brian spelled with a Y. Oh, yeah, it's weird. That's yeah, weird. It's real weird. That's weird. But anyway, um, that's like the that's like the male version of Ashley with a GH. Yeah, yeah. That's what that is. Brian with a Y. Yikes. Now. <laughs> My so, favorite, so Bubba Watson. Do you know uh, Bubba Watson's real name? Uh, it's something weird, isn't it? Um, wait, wait, don't, don't. It's not Jeremy. Um, Ooh, it's close. Is it close to Jeremy? It's really close. Oh, man. Is it? 
Jericho? No, it's not Jericho. <laughs> Jerry Lester. Jerry Lester. Jerry Lester Watson. Jerry Lester Watson. Bubba's much better. Bubba Bubba's, is. Bubba's Bubba screams better. Georgia. Bubba. That's yeah. Bubba's perfect for him. That, yeah. that fits the visor. The 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 polo buttoned up to the very tights. Bubba yeah. Watson's. Bubba yeah, I like Watson. it. I like it. Those thick hairy arms. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. What well, else you got, man? That's <laughs> as far as sports go. I think that I mean. Unless the chat has any questions for us. somebody asked, but just put Mac Jones with a question mark. Yeah, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Pep Nips, my man. Come on. I Cam Newton. I hope Cam Newton succeeds. I really do because I would love to see Cam Newton back to MVP MVP form. Um, but I am pleasantly surprised with Mac Jones as a New England fan. And I want to clarify something. Yes, I'm a New England fan. Yes, Tyler is a Jacksonville fan. But I have a saying, and all of my friends and everybody mm. I talk to about sports knows this. Who's my favorite team? Whoever I bet on that week. That's, that's right. who my favorite team is. That's right. Um, do I want New England to win the Super Bowl? I sure do. And will I avoid New England games as far as bets go? No. If I think that the line's favoring the other team, I'm going to take the, the other team to cover or you know to win the game outright. Uh, making money is more important to me than New England winning football games. And that's, that's right. I never, I, I didn't used to have that mentality, but now that's what's important. Winning, winning, me winning is more important than Bill Belichick winning. I, I agree. That's the older I get, the more I gamble. And the more I gamble, when people ask me, who's your favorite team, I have no answer for them anymore. I stopped caring about individual teams a long time ago. I care about who covers. I care about who wins. I care about who I have money on. Uh, that's really kind of it. You know, I, I like a good highlight and I, and I like a good competitive game as much as the next person, but uh, I can't live and die Maryland basketball anymore. I can't live and die Laker basketball anymore. It just doesn't do it for me. So we got in the, in the chat here. Let's see. I'm oh, sorry. It says Bucks over under 14 and a half wins this regular season. Yeah, I'm going to go under, but I, we did um, in the first episode, we did say they're over 11 and a half. Uh, 12 and five is extremely reasonable for Tampa. They returned all 22 starters, man. Um, and it's Tom Brady. I'm uh, I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady. This That's is the year of rest, though. This will be the year of rest. Yes. Yes. For Tom? No. Yes. This no, will be the year for, of rest. Not for Tom. Okay. That all dude right. doesn't rest. Okay. You know what's crazy? So he's got seven Super Bowls. Sure. If they win, this is so insane. But if they were to win this year and they he were to get eight Super Bowls, he'd be 45 going into next season. He said he'd play until he's 45. There's no freaking way Tom Brady will retire with eight Super Bowl wins if they return a, you know, a bunch of starters again. That dude loves winning so much. And – I won't be if they win this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, "Yeah, strap it on one more year. Maybe we can get nine, and I can convince myself to go for 10. Maybe um, Kyle Trask over under one start this year. Well, one, um, I'd take the under. If it was at point five, I'd take the over because Brady might, you know, Brady might get banged up. He's forty four. It's the year of rest. Is Trask even the backup? Like, did he win the backup job? I don't. I don't know. I. Don't know if, I yeah. Honestly, at that point, if you're if you're at that organization, I don't think that there is a backup job to win. They just assume they just assume Tom's always going to be out there. Okay, so, so come come week seventeen. Um, yeah, come week seventeen. If they're sitting at 
14 and three or 14 and two. And one of their losses is the Kansas city and Kansas city's 15 and one. And they can't get the one seat or like that third separate conferences. Who can I compare this to the, the Packers? So if they're behind the Packers and the Packers have the one seed locked up, um, maybe, maybe Brady sits week 17, but I still think, I still think he'd go out and play the first quarter or first half. Right, he wouldn't get just, to, just yeah. to stay fresh. Yeah, He's not going to sit. Cause then, then they'd have the bye week, so then he would sit. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't. No, Trask under <laughs> under one start. It's such a stupid question. No, no questions. A stupid question. But yeah, Trask under one start. I just. But yeah. So next week, Tyler will be back. Um, Dale will be back on the black screen as our producer. Um, but and we'll be covering the beginning of the show. We're going to talk. Uh, we're going to go through some betting, you know, terms. We're going to talk what against the spread is. We're going to talk about uh, units. We're going to talk what a sharp is. We're going to talk about a steamroll. I'm going to go through anything that we might use um, that you might be foreign to to help you understand what we're talking about as far as bets go. Saquon, Sa- Saquon, Saquon go top five in fantasy. Nah, nah, he's not going to start the season. You're going to see a lot of people pick him. I wouldn't waste the pick on it, though. He's fantastic talent, but he's not going to start the season, and that offensive line is probably the worst in the NFL. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't take him top five in fantasy. There's so – I mean, top top four have to go C-Mac, Dalvin Cook, uh, Zeke, Derrick Henry, and then you have like Alvin Kamara in the five spot, and then you're looking at mixing in receivers or Travis Kelsey based off your scoring system. Yep. Um, but yeah, so yeah, analogy. We're gonna go over terms. We're gonna go over all the betting terms next week, and we're gonna jump straight into this first week of college football. Absolutely loaded, stacked week. Um, and then the next day, I get on the road, and I'm headed down to South Carolina, baby. Yeah. Uh, my family and I are going down to see Dale and his family. They haven't. You haven't met Harvey. They haven't met my son yet. No. Um, no. And we've only seen Ruby once. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic, man. I'm super excited. I'm excited for it too. Uh, two weeks, two weeks in, man. You're 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 um, week two. I'm excited to see what you guys do next. We need to. We got. I got a bunch of game plans for you moving forward, and we have tentatively. We're not going to announce it just yet for you, um, but we've tentatively secured your first sponsorship. Um, yep. So we'll be looking to go live with that hopefully next week as well, not to break your news on your show, but that's something that we're working with. Um, if you guys don't already do so, be sure to follow. Give me the points absolutely everywhere. Um, if it's a social media location and you can search for it, search, give me the points and be sure to like sub review and share wherever you possibly can with, an, with I will say this as a, as a small plea when a, when content like that is like this is first coming out like subscribes reviews and sharing are critical to the algorithms everywhere so if you watch the live stream do us a favor go to youtube real quick and click that thumbs up it makes a huge difference write a comment even if you go right in the comment the word comment it helps um if you click that share button even if you don't send the link to anybody that all gets tracked um if you can go on itunes leave a five-star review it doesn't have to be written if you don't want to. Written obviously helps more, but if you can just click those five stars, write something, great podcast, doesn't matter what you write. Anything is better than nothing. Uh, if you find any value in the show, previous episode, this episode, or any episode after, 
be sure to engage those channels because it makes a huge difference in the growth of the program. The growth of the program determines the growth of the content. Better, faster, stronger, more entertaining content comes from the growth of a show. So that's how you do it. Yeah, and activity on social media as well, guys. Um, you know, in the comments section, liking pictures, sharing, sharing a story, word of mouth. That is how stuff spreads. Um, share with your friends. If you enjoy the content, share with your friends. Um, we are here to make money. We're here to make money for everybody who's, you know, along for the ride. We have the same mindset as the punchless media mindset. It's, you know, it's, it's uh, one for all, all for one. That's right. Rising tides raise all ships, man. So that's what we're trying to, we try to bring everything up uh, in equal parts. Instagram recently updated their algorithm. The thing that helps you the most is people sharing your content to their story on Instagram. So all you got to do is click that little paper airplane. Send it to the story. It's only there for 24 hours. Nobody can see it anyway. Just send it there. Helps more than anything else. All right. Got anything else for me? That's all I've got. Uh, and like I said, Tyler will be back next week, guys. So if you miss that shiny bald head, tune in next Wednesday. We're going to be doing this live 930 every Wednesday night. Boom. Um, and then two weeks from now will be our NFL picks. I will be in South Carolina. So Dale might pop through the back of the screen a little bit. Sure. Um, so, yeah. Uh, until next week, guys, take it easy. See you.